0: So he says, grab my staff and say my name. I said, Bill Cosby? Oh. Harvey Weinstein? Louis C.K.?
1: Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have that equality in there. Oh, it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Hello and welcome to Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC. With me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show, Lady One. Say hi to everybody, Lady One. Hello. And returning, I don't know if he's trying to become a regular. I don't know. He's elbowing <laughs> his way in here. He was with us last episode. He's with us again. He's the coolest of us all. Kool-Aid, say hi to everybody.
1: Hey, y'all. See what I mean? Hey, y'all. Like, I'm just like, hi. Hi. <laughs> And it's weird. I'm coming back. There's only what, like, one black person in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really
0: funny because I did read something about how just because DC's doing something different, they're letting the whole fact that it's literally just a white movie slide. Like, they they're having they got like every one of the main characters is white, but then they've got like the little like like model UN orphan school. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll have a Latino and an Asian and...
2: And a kid with a disability. It's like the Burger King Kids Club.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
3: One kid's milk. Please, right
0: away. So anyway, superpower. If, if you could have one superpower, Lady Wan, what would it be?
2: 100% it would be to have the relationship with my phone that Thor has with his hammer. To just like make it come to me at any time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that's the He's dream. You take like your hand out and it flies across the room.
1: Wow, that's a, that's a good one. Come to me. <laughs>
3: that's what I want.
1: Kool-Aid. You could have one superpower. What is it? Oh, it's definitely got to be telekinesis, man. Oh, you want to be able to f- float shit around? I want to be able to move objects with my mind, but sometimes that also includes like the power of flight. So I kind of get multiple mm-hmm. powers with just one. I like that idea. And I could also move my phone to me. <laughs> while <I'm sitting> down. <laughs> Damn it. I did not think this through. <laughs> I can float beers out of the fridge. It'd be nice. <laughs> So, JC, what's your, uh, if you had one superpower, what would it be?
0: I would have the power to make everyone think they're smelling baked beans. <laughs>
1: That's very specific.
0: <laughs> you could get out of everything. You can be like, some cop pulls you over, you just wave your hand and they're like, Baked beans? What the
2: fuck?
0: Oh, I can't stop smelling baked beans with that. Like people, you can distract everyone with that.
2: Couldn't you just carry around an open can of baked beans no, and achieve that's the same the whole thing? Thing about it
1: There's no baked beans <laughs> is that anywhere. you can't see them.
2: You got me there. So
0: we're talking superpowers this week. It's a movie where somebody inherits the superpowers of six different mythological gods and heroes and figures. We must be talking about Shazam.
3: You, trailer. Trailer, trailer. Daily Bats. I choose you as a champion. Say my name so my powers will become yours. Wait, you for real? Say the key!
1: Is he right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing.
3: This is proof of authenticity. Super strength! Electricity manipulation! Hyper street! I'd like to purchase some of your finest beer, please. Is Captain Sparkle fingers?
1: No, it's not. It's not my. That's not my name. Chosen one. Oh, you're like a bad guy.
3: right? You literally did the opposite of what a superhero is supposed to do. You're him. You're the hero. You're welcome for not getting robbed. My bad. Man. Get him back
2: in. How old are you? Basically 15.
3: Did you see that? Yeah, you
0: electrocuted a bus and almost killed these people. And then I caught it! My name
3: is. My leave tall my buildings name in a single bound. I'm sorry! I'm
1: so sorry!
0: Okay, Shazam. How come I always start with okay? Or uh, so anyway? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. No you picked up on so anyway. Okay, great. Anyway. Oh, shit. You didn't even mean to either. Oh, God. Oh, boy. So Shazam is directed by David F. Sandberg, uh, mostly known for horror films. He directed a short film called Lights Out that got him all kinds of inroads into the film biz. He then made the movie Lights Out, which is the full-length version of his short film. Then he did Annabelle Creation, so he jumped into that Conjuring universe. And horror directors have had success in superhero films. James Gunn directed horror,
3: mm-hmm.
0: James Wan with Aquaman.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know what, David F. Sandberg, you're the horror it guy right now, why don't you direct Shazam? So Shazam is uh, written by Henry Gaydon and Darren Lempke. of course from a comic character created by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck. This film is starring Zachary Levi as Shazam, Mark Strong as Dr. Savannah, Asher Angel as Billy Batson, Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman, he was in
3: It. Uh Uh-uh, it's Greywater. What the hell is Greywater? It's basically piss and shit, so I'm just telling you, you guys are splashed around in millions of gallons of dairy
0: pee. He was one of the Losers Club. We've got Adam Brody from... The OC. The OC.
2: Seth Cohen. OMG, he's so cute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've got uh, Jaiman Honsu from... Pretty much everything.
2: Captain Marvel,
0: Captain Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy, Amistad, give us us free. Faith Herman as Darla Dudley, Megan Good Ooh. as the superhero version of Darla. Oh, oh. why did you just go? <laughs> oh,
1: whoa. when I first saw Megan Good, she was in uh, my cousin Skeeter. It's <laughs> like weird little. show. Oh puppet my god, show. I loved that show. Oh man, I had such a crush on her when she had braces. I was in love with Megan. I am still in love with Megan Good. <laughs> When she showed up on screen, did she make you feel good? She made me tingle. I didn't even expect her. <laughs> she made me rethink some life decisions. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say.
0: Uh, you are uh, you're a antsy over there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep my eyes up. Uh, hands we've above got the table, everyone.
3: <clears throat> ew. ew. Uh, Megan,
0: good. Uh, Grace Fulton as Mary Bromfield, a.k.a. Mary Marvel in the comics, Michelle Borth as Superhero Mary, Ian Chen as Eugene Choi, Ross Butler as Superhero Eugene, Jovan Armand as Pedro Pena, DJ Cotrona as Superhero Pedro, and many other actors and actresses. Wonderful people, I'm sure, but uh, not significant enough for me to continue reading. Um.
2: (laughs) Fair. It's totally fair.
0: Okay, so Shazam first appeared in Wiz Comics by Fawcett Comics as Captain Marvel. And he was the best-selling superhero of the 1940s. He outsold Superman. So naturally, DC sued... When I say DC, I really mean National Comics. National Comics joined with All-American Comics to become DC Comics later. But in 1948, claiming he was a Superman ripoff. A judge in 1951 said that he wasn't a ripoff of Superman. However, the powers he had were an infringement. On Superman, Mm -hmm. which I find strange because Superman is an alien, and Captain Marvel's powers were described in terms of mythical gods and heroes. So the letters in Shazam stand for S for Wisdom of Solomon, H for Strength of Hercules, A for Stamina of Atlas, Z, Power of Zeus, Lightning Bolts, A, Courage of Achilles, M, Speed of Mercury. I don't know how the judge got that his powers are the same as Superman. I mean, this guy's powers come from like magic and mythology, and he shoots lightning. (laughs) So. Mhm. I guess the laser beam
1: eyes and lightning were too similar.
0: Yeah, I guess so, you know. Nowadays there are rip-offs all over the place like Marvel, DC there are are mirror characters in both but maybe back then there wasn't as many comic book characters so
2: or maybe someone paid off this judge or DC just had
0: that cash to pay off that crooked ass judge I'm gonna find out who you are he's definitely dead long story short Fawcett ends up settling and agrees not to publish any more Captain Marvel stories he disappeared, Fawcett Comics dies without their top character and in 1972 DC acquires the rights to Captain Marvel but in that time something odd happens in 1972 they want to bring Billy Batson back however in 1967 Marvel Comics created Captain Marvel the one who is eventually Carol Danvers
2: higher for the faster baby
0: so of course this year we essentially got two Captain Marvel films mm-hmm. and of course uh, Zachary Levi came out and talked about how comic book arguments are dumb and you should not have to choose between seeing Shazam or Captain Marvel it's absolutely ridiculous see them both so we did Um which we did which we totally <laughs> did <laughs> DC can't call him Captain Marvel anymore, so they brand him Shazam, the world's mightiest mortal. Uh, what's interesting is they never actually call him Shazam until 2011. He's not officially named Shazam until
1: 2011. That's probably because the wizard that gave him the powers is actually Shazam, and then Billy Batson was, since he was Captain Marvel for so long, that they, they just never really gave him the name. So he had like the powers of yeah. Shazam.
0: Yeah, he was basically Billy Batson who says Shazam and gets the powers of Shazam, right? So-
2: <laughs> so, like Billy Batson featuring Shazam.
0: <laughs> in 2011, DC rebooted everything with the new Fifty Two, and this film is largely based on Jeff Johns' new Fifty Two Shazam run, where just like in the movie, the whole family gets Shazamified, and that's where we are. This is based on that very recent Shazam comic, and uh, the Screen Fix crew went and saw Shazam together.
2: Yeah, we did. Booyah.
0: We had Kool Aid, Lady One, JC. We had Mustachio. <laughs> yes. We had McMike. It was amazing. We had all kinds of screen fixers in house for this one. After a couple whiskeys, <laughs> 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 it was a great evening. How did you feel? Like the vibe was in the theater. Kool Aid, Lady One. How was it?
1: I thought the environment in, in the theater was, was fun. It was it was really fun. There was a lot of energy in there. I can speak for myself. I was laughing like a fiend, like a fool, pretty much the whole <laughs> thing. It was a fun atmosphere, most definitely. I'm sure the whiskey helped. <laughs> Lady Wan?
2: Yeah, it was fun. I knew it was going to be a good group in the theater when during the trailers, the woman behind me turns to her husband and just goes, I love Godzilla. And I turned around. I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. we've got a good group here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, good theater, good vibe. We enjoyed ourselves. I was happy to give my money. How about the general audiences, though? Lady Wan, was everybody else having a good time with Shazam?
2: Yeah, most people are really into this. So Shazam is certified fresh at 91% from critics, nice. with audiences having it at 90% for that popcorn score.
0: Whoa! Right? That's gross.
2: It debuted at number one for the weekend. It made $56 million in the U.S. and another $102 million overseas. Big opening. It was a big opening. It is the lowest for any quote-unquote DCEU, if we're calling it that. The lowest opening for any of those movies. It's seven out of seven. But this is like a lower tier character nowadays.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this character had no lead-in movie. Right. And I'm going to just go ahead and go out on a limb here. I'm pretty sure it had the lowest budget—only
2: a hundred million dollars. Which, I, oh my for god, for comic book movies, that is, is low. tiny.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a reason why the finale takes place in a, an empty, tiny carnival because <laughs> there, there was no budget. This thing did not have like Aquaman the sea creature battle yeah. budget. Yeah,
2: no, no way.
0: No, you're gonna fight in an amusement park. <laughs> We'll just build it on an empty lot.
2: Seems like most of the budget was on the stuffed animal prizes at the carnival.
0: Oh, that striped tiger.
2: I know I want one. (laughs) I want the tiger.
0: I'm doing my best here, kiddo. (laughs) All right, so before we get to fixing, we're going to have to give you a little bit of the plot of this movie very, very quickly. We remember how much you hated when we would give big, long summaries of the whole stupid thing. We were reading it from IMDb, reading it from Wikipedia. We were dumb in those days. We've wised up. We go to (laughs) moviepooper.com where they wipe away... The XS You know what? We've used Movie Pooper so much, we really should be the official podcast of Movie Pooper. Mm-hmm.
1: We just gotta we just gotta reach out to Dan. We do <laughs> <laughs> Dan at Movie Pooper. Yeah. Dot com.
0: <laughs> so here we go. Shazam, the quick and dirty version at Movie Pooper. Teenage Billy Batson jumps from one foster home to another as he is determined to find his long-lost mother after being separated from her as a child. He gets one last chance with Victor and Rosa Vasquez along with their other adopted kids Freddy, Mary, Darla, Eugene, and Pedro. After defending Freddie from some bullies, Billy is summoned to the Rock of Eternity to meet the Wizard, who grants him ancient powers to become the champion, Shazam, which turns Billy into an adult superhero. Freddy finds out, and the two decide to have fun being a hero. But the Wizard granted him the powers to stop Dr. Thaddeus Sivana, a man who was almost chosen as a child to inherit the powers, before he became corrupted and obsessed with unleashing the seven deadly sins, Mm. monstrous creatures that seek to destroy mankind.
3: Mm. Oh
0: the foster kids help Billy locate his mom, Marilyn, but she reveals to him that she essentially abandoned him because she didn't feel ready to care for a child and thought he was better off without her. Ooh, uh, tough blow, man. Meanwhile, Savannah learns Shazam's true identity and holds the kids hostage until Billy decides to give up his powers. However, Billy instead shares the power with the other kids, who all turn into superheroes and fight off the seven deadly sins. The Shazam family. Yeah. Woo. They should all break into a song and start touring in a bus.
2: I would see that show.
0: What was that family that traveled around the, the, family? the Partridge, Partridge family? Oh my gosh. <laughs> They overpower Savannah and remove his powerful eye that gives the sins freedom, and they are once again imprisoned in the Rock of Eternity. Billy stays with his new foster family for good, while Savannah meets an alien caterpillar named Mr. Mind in prison, who (laughs) offers to help him obtain the power he seeks.
3: You mean the harmless worm that uses the tiny speaker box with which to communicate? Leave me be, or I will destroy you all!
0: That's right, a caterpillar. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right, so that is the plot. Before mm-hmm. we just start fixing a movie, we know that lots of people work on movies. We're not here to just poo-poo on their creation. Mm-mm. We know that they worked hard. They're trying to put out the best movie possible. And the thing is, we liked this movie, Yeah, didn't we? it was Love good. This movie. this movie is great. We just do this shit because we have a show, and we're nerds, so that's
3: Big it. Big time.
1: But with these fixes, if they were to implement these fixes, this movie would be the best DC movie since Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ryan Reynolds.
0: What is one thing that you liked about this movie, Lady
2: Wan? Go. The humor worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. I out laughed out loud several times. Lol <laughs> the strip club bit when yeah. he comes out and he's like, We need more money. <laughs> like you
0: were in there for like oh, five minutes. Oh, that was funny.
2: They were very convincing. Yeah,
0: and then the, the, <laughs> the strip club the strip club callback was might have been even funnier. The yeah, callback.
2: Yeah. It was so much funnier. And little Darla being like, They have
3: glitter. <laughs> oh my god. That was good. I loved it.
0: You were having a great time. Mm-hmm. I saw joy in your face. Shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was funny because that reminded me of my first time in a strip club. I had like- With your old, I going to say, whoa, your first time. He's like, speaking of joy in the face, I remember my first time. It was really shock and awe. It was kind of like uh, Pedro was like, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but I had $6 in my pocket and that was it. Oh no. And I threw it all down <laughs> within the first five minutes too. <laughs> I got yelled at for by a stripper because I didn't have any money. <laughs> the experience was similar.
0: <laughs> I don't know if we're exactly this podcast. You know what? We are. Fuck it. We are this oh podcast. Um, so the first time that I ever went to a strip club, and I don't condone strip clubs. I don't like strip clubs. I just don't. But anyway, the first time I went to one, I was very young. We were all under 21. So we went to this strip club, and they still were like, two drink minimum. And we're like, uh, you know, we were underage still, so we had to order sodas, okay? No, no. Me, in my stupid naivete, I ordered an orange crush. (laughs) (laughs) It's a solid choice. So I went went and sat down on the little, you know, the edge of the stage, and I'm drinking my orange crush, and this one uh, lovely woman, who I'm sure was paying bills the only way she could, came over to me and... Did like a split in front of me and then started cracking up and like pinched my cheek. <laughs> Patted me on the head, laughed, and walked off. Aww. I turned to my friend, and I was like, What the what was that? And then he was like, dude, your mouth. And I went in the bathroom and my lips and tongue were bright red from orange crush.
1: Oh no.
3: So
0: here I am, I'm sure I looked like a baby. My whole mouth was orange with orange crush, and I got like pity, pity patted by a stripper.
3: Oh diet.
0: <laughs> uh, Kool-Aid, what is one thing that you liked about? This movie.
1: Jack Dylan Granger and Zachary Levi, they stole the whole movie. I mean, those two together were, were just dynamic. It was just great. Like the video game references, the comic book references, the Eugene when he when he said kid when he threw that lightning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, I mean, I cut up there. And the fatality.
0: Although I very doubt he's ever played Street Fighter
1: 2, but. Well, oh, Street Fighter 5 Alpha.
2: Oh.
0: oh.
1: Street Fighter has evolved. Oh, my God. I just got pwned. You just got (laughs) dunked on. (laughs) Those two just have such good chemistry in there. So I can't wait for number two.
2: Zachary Levi is a treasure. Have you guys seen that video? It's like a little kid comes up to him and hugs him because Shazam is like her favorite character. And the kid starts crying like into his stomach. And then he starts crying. And it's like... The most adorable thing because he's just overcome by this child's like pure emotion. and Oh my oh. god. Yeah. You'll all oh want to have Zachary Levi's babies. Did it make you <laughs> cry? Yeah. I'm getting a little like choked up right now talking about it. It's getting normal. <laughs> little
0: misty. <laughs> Hold on a second. I
1: got tissues. One sec. Here you go, lady.
2: Thank you.
3: Thank you.
1: You're so sweet. Go ahead. <laughs> a scholar and a gentleman. <laughs> These,
0: these tissues are in here only for Lady Wan. By the way. Like, I don't think anyone has ever used a tissue.
2: I cry uh, in here a lot, you guys. This is my therapy. If you want
0: to hear her really cry, <laughs> have her talk about the kids in the movie Pinocchio. Mm-mm.
1: Oh man, the one that becomes a donkey
2: Mm-mm. in his little sailor suit. We're not going there. We don't
1: want to. All right. Okay. We don't okay. Wanna... Move, moving on. Okay. JC, yeah. What was your favorite thing about this movie?
0: I love the emotional impact of the story underneath the story that's going on here. Like there's all the Shazam stuff and all the magic and all the, all that stuff going on superhero story. But underneath there is this great emotional character driven story I mean, the orphan thing never gets cheesy. It works so well, and it fills the film mm-hmm. with so much more emotion than any other DC film that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really a testament to the, the good work put in making us feel for these characters. Oh, yeah, hands down.
1: Ooh, now i am miss the ad. Let's all get
0: some tissues. Okay. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Thanks, man. All right, guys, let's have a, let's have a hug and... Uh... <laughs> <sighs>
2: Okay. Okay, I'm good now. Just breathe. Just
1: I'm breathe.
3: good now. Okay.
0: All right. What do you say we fix this movie?
3: Okay. Let's do
0: it. Guys. <laughs> Shazam? All right, Lady One. Why don't you give us your first fix?
2: My first fix has to do with our favorite little foster brother, Freddy. Okay, so he's our superhero expert. He's a fanboy. Yeah. He's wearing Superman shirts, Aquaman shirts. He has a Superman bullet. He's got a Batarang. He has newspaper clippings about the events where the Justice League has helped save the world.
3: Mm,
0: Say that again, newspaper clippings? Yeah,
2: it's so weird. This 14-year-old kid has newspaper clippings. (laughs) No way, man. This kid would have a superhero blog. Like, he makes a YouTube channel in the movie. He should already have his superhero fanboy blog. He should be making his own YouTube videos. I want him to be like the ultimate fanboy who's got videos about every superhero. Because he lives in a world where they are real. Yeah. Like, I want his channel to be where he has videos that relate to the rules and the tropes that he is teaching Billy about. So we get a couple of them in the movie. So basically, I'm just trying to fix this movie to dial what they started with Freddie all the way up to ten. So he tells Billy, you got to have a catchphrase. He tells him you got to have a lair. But we don't see him tell him about the rule about a secret identity. And Billy calls it out later like, oh, I'm not supposed to have friends or family except for when it's convenient for you. Well, we didn't see that happen. So I want all of the superhero rules and tropes and powers and tests to come from Freddy's blog and YouTube channel. And I want Freddy to be our guide to all things superhero and Billy is completely clueless. Yeah. Also, I really feel like Freddy in this movie clearly loves Superman, loves Aquaman, thinks Batman's pretty cool. Just gotta say, I don't understand why Freddy is not in her Wonder Woman. No mention of her. She has her own movie. What's going on? Ooh. They don't make Wonder Woman t shirts? Freddie doesn't have one? If DC can't present a fanboy in their own movie, a little boy who likes Wonder Woman, how do they expect real boys in the real world to love Wonder Woman? You got to represent.
0: I think real men love Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, it's the day. It's, yeah. Great fix. Make sure that your characters stay true and strong to their characters, right?
2: Yeah, make him the expert. And make him love Wonder Woman. And have him like a lady. Jesus Christ. Shazam!
0: Kool-Aid, why don't you lay on us your first fix?
1: My first fix was actually the the character, or excuse me, the actor that portrayed Billy Batson. Asher Angel. I- what a name. Really it was just his acting. I wasn't sold on him. Mm. He was just he was too indifferent. He played the I'm an orphan kid nobody loves me role to where there were times when he was supposed to show emotion and it it just it wasn't there. So you think they just casted a pretty face? I think they I, they definitely <laughs> casted a pretty face. My biggest thing is during the when he met his mother. And this is a you know heart <laughs> gut wrenching scene here. Mm-hmm. He's been searching for his mother broken out of 23 homes constantly running away stole a cop car and locked <laughs> cops in a in a jewelry store I mean this kid is he's off the rails but she says I don't I didn't want you I was too young he doesn't even try at that point he just he just that was it really but That's it. You've been searching for your mother for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I actually think you're right. The character of Billy Batson puts on such a straight face and
0: such a tough guy Mm -hmm. face for the whole movie where that one moment where his
1: mom is revealing that should have been the one moment where he just breaks down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give him some range. Like show show a little bit of range there. And, And even I mean, the scene could have gone on a little bit differently. He could have she could have actually invited a man like, you know, who are you? Come inside real quick. I'm busy just kind of like just stand there and he meets kind of her family her her other family that she's had over the next the last 10 years it could have been stepkids he I just wanted him to come inside maybe or just to see that Mm -hmm. everything that he was trying to run towards he's thinking the grass is greener on the other side he's gonna get with Mm -hmm. his mom everything's gonna be okay again when he had everything right there, everything that he was running away from was actually everything they should have been running towards. They showed that, but I I wanted to see a little bit more because that would have yeah. really made it stand out. Because family was the underlying theme that they were selling and they did mm-hmm. a good job. They did a great job on it by all means. So it was really, it's a really hard fix because this was a great fucking movie overall
3: <laughs> we are family
0: hey 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 even though we are part of dc
1: <laughs>
0: no more dark story <sighs> jokes like marvel phase 3 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you <laughs> nerd <laughs>
3: <laughs> Shazam
2: JC, what's your first fix?
0: Okay, my first fix has to do with the villain Savannah, but when he was a kid, okay? So it seems that the wizard chooses Billy Batson, I guess, you know, in his rock of eternity. I assume he can see everybody throughout all the different dimensions. And he picks Billy Batson because Billy Batson has just stood up for his uh, brother who is disabled, right? Mm -hmm. So he sees him show that kind of ability to stand up for others and then chooses him to come and be the one to take the power of Shazam. Before that, the movie opens with... Little kid Savannah is in a car with his dad and his older brother and he's playing with a magic eight ball and he just gets sucked into the Rock of Eternity. Mm -hmm. We never see why he gets sucked into the Rock of Eternity. What did he do that impressed the wizard enough to make him offer young Savannah the power?
2: He was just whining about toys at grandpa's house.
0: I don't see how he got the attention of of the wizards. Mm Mm-hmm. This is how I would fix that. So he's in the car. He's having a terrible car ride. The father obviously hates him. The brother is ripping him up. The car accident happens. The car is flipping. They all crawl out. The dad is stuck. The brother's unconscious somewhere thrown from the car. Mm -hmm. The dad is stuck. The only person that can save the dad is young Savannah. Young Savannah hates his dad, but still goes over and helps save him from the car, right? Yeah. The car blows up. Savannah saved the father but the father still blames Savannah for the accident. The father does not appreciate the fact that that he saved him Mm -hmm. but he gets sucked back and he's like I saw that you saved your father you're worthy. Gives him the test. The problem is is this kid is so consumed with hatred and anger over his own father and his family that he chooses Mm -hmm. the wrong side Mm -hmm. but we see that he's initially chosen by the wizard because he commits that selfless act and I think that would explain better why young savannah was also seen mm. and considered an option to take the power of shazam
1: yeah that makes sense that's that's a good fix what's mm-hmm. the criteria besides having a good heart and, and what is having a good heart really actually actually look like not just some desperation yeah. hail mary shot that that's how i felt like he when he grabbed billy was just like you know what i'm about to die <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's how that felt too. It's like he had the seven deadly sins had already escaped. Mm-hmm. He was just sitting there dying alone, and he's like, "Up, oh, well, this kid punched a bully. I might as well get this Billy kid in here. <laughs> that's, my, that's he's the only person who's done anything good in the last couple of minutes. Get him in here. I am dying. Here Hi. you go, Billy. <laughs> Touch my staff. <laughs> Say my name." <laughs> Did it have to be Touch My Staff and Say My Name? Oh, At my least
2: they acknowledged how weird that was.
0: They did. They, they did. very much did.
1: <laughs> you know, in the little comic that they passed us out, he had a lot more to say when he said uh, Touch My Staff and Say My Name. He called him like a Chester. He's like, ah, I don't want to have any part of this Chester. Like a Chester the Molester. <laughs> oh, Chester the Molester. That would have been yeah. awesome.
0: <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> Lady One, what is your second fix?
2: My second fix has to do with another foster brother of Billy's, Pedro. So we meet the Vasquez family, and we get a quick run-through of all the siblings. We have Mary, the oldest. She's smart enough to go to Caltech. Freddy, he's a fanboy. He's got a weird sense of humor. Eugene loves video games and later hacks into the database to get Billy's birth certificate. Mm -hmm. Darla loves glitter and being a sister. And Pedro, who... Uh um is around?
1: He is definitely around.
2: Pedro is n- nothing. Like they give he's... no anecdote about Pedro. He has no character traits. There's no. there's nothing I can tell you about Chubby. Pedro he's, other than his he's name. He's
1: big and he's dumb. He got an f on his maps us <laughs> and he likes to dig through the trash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he he dug through the garbage, which is a little rude, but weird. okay. I, I mean, it's whatever. So I did a little research and I read that one of the movie's producers, Peter Safran, made a comment that an LGBTQ superhero was coming, quote, sooner rather than later. And then when he was asked a little bit more, like, well, what does that mean? He literally goes, April 5th, you'll see. And that's the day the Shazam came out. Mm -hmm. So that comment coupled along with the fact that they are running out of the strip club and Pedro says, not my thing. Seems to point to the fact that Pedro might be gay. Right. Yeah. So while that's awesome that we're finally getting gay representation in a superhero, like, it is in the laziest, most veiled way. It's like a throwaway yes. line. And it's the only yes, character who I literally know nothing about. Yes. It's a huge missed opportunity. Like,
0: It's like everybody else gets character development early on when we meet them. hmm But Pedro, who's supposed to be like the first LGBTQ character, it gets thrown in towards the end?
2: Yeah. It's more like a, well, yeah, technically that's a gay superhero. Are you happy now? We did it. Like you didn't actually do anything. And just to me it's frustrating because I don't need him to get more than everybody else. I just need him to get as much as everybody else. And they don't even give him any personality trait. So if you want him to be quiet, like if the comic book history of his character is that he's like kind of quiet and keeps to himself that's fine but have him be like always with his headphones on and he's super into music and that's why he's not talking to anybody because he's always in his own world he's got his music he wants to write songs he wants to play music and give him something just give him a thing because everybody has a thing and pedro has
1: nothing i think he was a power lifter actually
2: i mean it might have been because i read that his super character is stronger than the rest of everybody else So he has more physical strength when they transform.
1: Again, you, you're right. They didn't do a good job of, of, of bringing that out.
2: Yeah, they underwrote Pedro. I mean,
1: you said that about Freddy, too, that they need to turn his fanboy up to 10. Right? They need to turn Pedro up to two or three. That'd yeah, be nice. T- four <laughs> would be great. Because yeah, he was sitting there at one, yeah.
2: Yeah, poor Pedro.
3: Shazam?
1: Kool-Aid. What's your fix, number two? So my second fix is about Dr. Savannah. Ooh. So Dr. Savannah was weak. He was weak sauce. Oh, Overall, he was weak sauce. So, mm. okay. You know, I think Mark Strong, I think he, they did a great job of, of portraying him as evil in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came out swinging. He, he kills his brother. And mm-hmm. I forget what sin It was a forearm sin that, that killed his father. He's like, he's all yours. Yeah. He throws his brother yeah. out the window. Greed. Oh, great. oh no! That, thank you, thank you.
0: That scene in general was was frightening. It was Ugh. that boardroom scene is one of my
1: favorite scenes in the movie for sure. It set what I thought was going to be the tone, and then after everybody's dead, there's blood on the walls, broken windows. He's like, "Okay, we're we're unstoppable now." And the wing demon is just basically like, "Well, there's only one that can stop us." He's like, "Let's go find it." What supervillain goes and finds the superhero? <laughs> the protagonist typically approaches the evildoer. So it was really, really odd. He could have been doing everything he wanted to. And once he noticed that he wasn't, this kid wasn't even going to try to fight him, he could be like, you know what? This kid isn't going to stop me. He doesn't care. Let me go do my own thing. I can at least be king for a day. Right? That, at least that would have been my mentality.
2: Yeah, he did seem easily derailed by a mall fight to be like <laughs> controlling the the monsters of the seven deadly sins. He was like derailed in a mall for a while.
1: The kid couldn't even fly.
2: For a guy who went full on cliche supervillain and put all of his money into getting this power back that he saw one time for three and a half minutes when he was a kid to go all in like that and then to just be like, I'm going to fight one guy in a mall and then a carnival <laughs> like he's setting his sights super low for what he would have been capable of
0: the guy has obviously lots of money right? lots of resources
2: He is not organized <laughs>
0: he's got the world right now he doesn't even need to deal with shazam to be honest oh that guy who's shooting lightning out of his hands in the park for dollar bills
2: <laughs> he, he made like 73 dollars that first
3: person <laughs> oh, <that's> <laughs> <so>. <laughs> shazam
1: Hey, JC, what's your final fix? Oh, yeah, I have a
0: final fix. Um,
1: you do? Uh,
0: I do, <laughs> but I also have a small confession. Uh-huh. I um, kind of have a special connection to this character, to um, Billy Batson. Really?
1: What kind of connection?
0: Yeah.
3: <clears throat> Sensei, Hey! It's me! It's me, Billy Batson! Listen, everybody. One time... I said the wrong thing I'm supposed to say Shazam I accidentally said sad sack and I turned into this JC sack of shit <laughs> let me tell you about this when I say Shazam I turn into a superhero with the powers of of mythical gods and and things when I turn into this piece of shit let me tell you what I do I turn in to this lower tier podcaster <laughs> let me tell you that's so hurtful He's- Billy He's got movie posters in his living room. He drives a CRV from the early 2000s. <laughs> and I've never once seen him with a girl. Oh, no. He paints a girl's face on the side of his hand.
1: Oh, <laughs> That's efficient.
3: I mean, this guy is such a sad sack. <clears throat> uh,
0: so uh, every so often that happens.
1: Oh. That could be a cry for help.
0: So, uh, fixes. Yeah, let me uh, let me fix this. Um, so, my next fix is uh, has to do with the seven deadly sins. I know that you also have a couple issues with the seven deadly sins, right, Kool-Aid?
1: Yeah, it's violence. It's, it's always going to come down to violence with me. <laughs> Typically, all yes. of my fixes will have to do with violence. You
0: are also the guy that keeps a machete next to his bed. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: not just my bed, actually. Oh my god. here? I kind of keep it.
0: Why did you bring it here? see the
1: serrated part of the back?
0: It has like a saw. So.
1: Jesus Christ. I, I keep it. I keep it wherever I go. You, you know. It,
3: Is that legal? Oh
1: my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway,
0: I think there's a couple <laughs> deadly sins that you're dealing with, but let's uh I have a problem with the seven deadly sins and how they are portrayed in this movie. So, all of the seven deadly sins just kind of look like scary gargoylish creatures none of them are really distinct except for gluttony who looks like a big fat thing with a giant mouth but other than that i really can't tell any of the other ones apart mm-hmm. so first of all i wanted the deadly sins to each look very distinct to their particular sin lust looks of course uh, kind of slutty <laughs> it's kind of a weird, <laughs> it's a um, weird thing to say what? for a kid's story but you know like they just needed to look more distinct than they did so The seven deadly sins pop out and then we have all the Shazam family, right? Where they are basically just punching each other through all the carnival rides. There's no real strategy Mm -hmm. to what's going on. So I want video game kid Eugene to say, oh, these are bosses. Bosses have a weakness you can exploit and they use the weakness of the particular sin against it to kill it.
3: Mm.
0: For example, gluttony is obviously obese, so they find the like funnel cake place, <laughs> and they just start funnel caking and throw it in his mouth, and he keeps eating them until he blows up, and he like you've 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 taken care of gluttony. He
1: dies from diabetes. <laughs> uh,
0: who knows? Maybe the strongest one out of our group, Pedro, uh, super Shazam, Pedro. Maybe he grabs Wrath and grabs his hands, and he's like, "Stop hitting yourself! Stop hitting yourself! <laughs> stop hitting!" yourself and makes Wrath so mad and angry that wrath explodes. I you know just and that sounds silly, <laughs> but the Shazam family are all kids. Yeah. So they should have kid solutions mm-hmm. to the problems of beating the seven deadly sins. Yeah. And I thought that would be a better way to utilize them within the story. I like that. So that's my final fix. Did something happen earlier and I was I gone for a second or hmm?
2: <laughs> what? Oh, no, I mean you didn't. I didn't hear anything. I want to repeat to you. So no. Okay.
0: I mean, we're we're all still cool, right? I mean, no, we're okay. great, brother. That's the last fix. So I guess without further ado, we should consider this movie. Squeeze Scream. Scream. F- Touch my staff. Does anybody have a final thought? Do you have a final thought, Lady Wan?
2: I really enjoyed that this was our second superhero movie that we've done this year along with Captain Marvel that didn't have a forced love story in it. That we had the character really learning about family and themselves. And it was a journey of self-discovery and about valuing family in both Shazam and Captain Marvel to extents. I really like that instead of shoehorning some love interest Like that doesn't need to happen in these stories.
0: Amen. Even Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse had kind of a friend.
2: Yeah. It was community for him and family for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was cool. I really, I like this trend in comic book movies.
0: The
1: same. The Wonder Woman, that, that part of it killed it for me. (sighs) The whole, the power of love. No.
0: I liked it. I want to be Steve Trevor. (laughs) Kool-Aid, do you have a final thought?
1: You know, there's superhero movies and then there's like comic book movies. And the distinction isn't, it's not really that vast between the two. But I felt like this more than anything was a comic book movie. And it was, it was an ode to all the kids that grew up reading comic books. It was a shout out to them, even young and old, all the new kids now. It was, it was everything a comic book movie should be. This
0: story of like a kid accidentally gaining powers is so timeless. Oh yeah that I feel like it can resonate. If it's well done, I think like, it can resonate in every era because as kids, I feel like we all at some point played make-believe where we had powers or we were stronger or we were a superhero. Mm-hmm. And this just ties directly into that. And That's what makes Shazam maybe a little more magical than some other. Wait,
1: you guys don't still play pretend and dress up as superhero characters? Uh... Okay, then. Good to know. I will talk to my therapist. I'll see you at (laughs) Comic-Con. I'll be going as Wonder Woman.
2: JC, what's your final thought?
0: I was just hoping that everybody saw that when the wizard was talking about he gave the powers to another before who abused the power and used it for hate and revenge, the person in that flashback was Black Adam. And the Black Adam movie has been in the works for a long time with The Rock attached to that so
1: Ooh.
0: coming soon in the next year or two we've got to have a Black Adam movie and it's
1: going to have to have uh, Shazam in it. Yeah I would love to see The Rock in one of the cinematic universes if it's Marvel if it's DC wherever he's, yeah. he's a fucking specimen. <laughs> <laughs> going to have that Shazam family
0: versus Black Adam.
1: Maybe they might even do like a little, you know, Mary Marvel inherits the powers of Black Adam. Oh. Well, I heard that once you go Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is a little rhyme, Miss Mary Mac, all dressed in black. I don't <laughs> think that <laughs> yeah, pertains I, 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 to this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to jump
0: rope, sure. <laughs> so anyway, Lady Wan, why don't you send us some
2: if you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to ScreenFixPod at gmail.com or you can tweet at us on Twitter at ScreenFixPod, follow us on Instagram at ScreenFixPod, or you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Screen Fix Podcast.
0: Yeah, please. We love your comments and your emails. Let's see. What do we have? Ah, so about our Us episode, uh, Jack Farrell says, I would have fixed tension. Remove the jokes and made a compelling story with the mastery shown in Get Out. He says, The jokes broke my immersion. One was funny, but usually they work best on the build-up and not the confrontation. But even then, I was not afraid or thrilled. The tethered were not scary or intimidating for the most part. The low key of Get Out was compelling. Hmm.
2: And I do agree that Get Out is way scarier than us. Completely.
0: So, thank you. Thanks, Jack Farrell. And if you comment on our posts... You might be the one that we read. Comment (laughs) on Facebook, leave us one on Instagram, leave us one on Twitter, and send us an email. We'll read them. We'll read them.
2: So you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Libsyn, or Google Play. And we would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe or follow wherever you are listening along.
0: We also have a Patreon account. You can donate to the show. We have dreams of not only podcasting but also opening a one-screen movie theater to be the home of podcasting, movie marathons, film festivals, all kinds of fun stuff like that. We love movies. Be part of it. Okay. At the end of this movie has the mid-credits stinger shazam showing up to freddy's lunch just like freddy had claimed that he was friends with shazam and not only shazam shows up but another friend shows up and it's superman i mean it's just superman's chest
3: best
2: part
0: (sighs) (laughs) I mean it just shows his chest because I don't even think the DC people know who's still in the DCEU so is Affleck gone is Henry Cavill still there is Ezra Miller still going One room is still here but now we're adding new people who who knows anyway let's leave everybody with our best other DC cameo at Freddy's lunch I'll go first Freddy my man (laughs) what are you eating there Tuna fish sandwich? All right. Wait, tuna fish? Oh, my God. I knew that fish. You son of a bitch.
1: That's definitely Aquaman. All right, Kool-Aid, lay one on us. Hey, yo, it's the Green Lantern. Wait, is, is, that, is that a banana? No!
3: <laughs> <laughs> my weakness.
0: Okay, lady one.
2: I am Diana, daughter of Hippolyta, princess of Themyscira. Which is why I have vague foreign accent. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: All right, tune in next week when we will be fixing Hellboy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah.
0: You guys are just going to let me do that? All right. Yeah, forever. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> They were in the, the bedroom, and she was like, oh, and they're like, don't tell the secret.
1: Or
2: That is a really weird way to phrase that. Yeah, I didn't Can know you where you Can you start going. over instead of
1: saying who took that. the lead when they were in the bedroom? <laughs> she said, don't tell me. Yeah, <laughs> start over. <laughs> Please start over. <laughs> uh, start over.